Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah Merrill joined just by Craig Morgan today. PD is on the road to Connecticut for his other gig in at ESPN. So you're stuck with just me and Craig today. Craig nope, podcast. I know. He's How you doing? To Bristol too. Have you been to Bristol, Connecticut? I have not, but it doesn't seem great this time of year, I would assume. I went to school to college in the Connecticut Valley and you know, I I mean I had already been in New England for for prep school as well, but you you hear all these idyllic things about New England and then I ended up in the Connecticut Valley where it was just like gray and nasty most of the year. So, <laughs> like I got gypped on my college experience. Yeah, I could just imagine PD is mood is not brightened by the the gloom there but we'll we'll uh, carry the weight while he's out of town and we of course have a lot to talk about um it's been quite a week um and Craig you've been on the ground doing the reporting and if this is what happened this last week I can only imagine what's going to happen when you go on vacation <laughs> coming up here man I hope nothing <laughs> me too for your sake I really hope it oh. is I mean, obviously, we're talking about the arena situation, and and everybody is aware by now um, of the current state of the. If they weren't aware already, they're aware of the state of the relationship between the city of Glendale and the Coyotes. I mean, it's been bad for a really long time, and I don't know that it's ever been lower than it is right now. We still don't have clarity on whether those unpaid bills are going to lead to the Coyotes' eviction on December twentieth. I think they're still discussing that. I suspect they will find a way around that and the Coyotes will at least be able to play out the remainder of their lease, which expires on June 30th. But while all of this was capturing center stage over the past week, again, you know, we, we, we all did the tour of, of the Coliseum, but not enough people are talking about what comes next. What happens if the Coyotes are in fact out of Gila River Arena on June 30th? So I've been diving into this for, for the past several weeks, trying to check all the boxes, trying to talk to as many people as I could. And it is a a wild scenario what they're considering. Yes. And we will get into each of those scenarios. You know, I was saying before, if if anyone thought maybe Glendale was a possibility, and it was when you wrote this story a few months back before the season started looking at the options going forward, Glendale, in my 
at least just from my opinion as an outsider reading it, I thought maybe that could be the option. But I just think after everything that happened last week with the tax stuff and how the city of Glendale really came out to all the media outlets and how they addressed this and handled this, I just obviously this relationship has been damaged for a long time, but the way it is now, I cannot possibly imagine a scenario in which the Coyotes play in Glendale again. And that makes you that makes you wonder um, where the heck are they going to play? You hear it from uh, you hear it from Gary Bettman. You hear it from the team. And, and I really did think that there was maybe a possibility that if the Coyotes paid enough, they could stay in Glendale for a little bit. Um, but you know, in talking to Kevin Phelps multiple times over the past week, you know, he revealed and it was the lead of my story in the, in this uh, arena options story. Um, he revealed that he actually had a conference call with. Javier Gutierrez, the president and CEO of the Coyotes, uh, Pat Murphy, of course, who's the president of business operations, and then Chuck Steedman, who basically runs the show for uh, ASM Global, the arena manager. And at that time, he laid it out. Glendale was open to a long-term lease agreement, 15 to 20 years, which is somewhat amusing because they had a 15-year agreement that they broke earlier <laughs> in terms of it, but they voted on it in council and approved it. And then, in my opinion, still got off on absurd technicalities that may have held up under the law. I don't know because they never pursued it, but it was knowing what I know about the two individuals that they used as a conflict of interest. It, it, it was garbage, but allowed them to get out of that situation. Nonetheless, they were open to a long-term agreement, but Kevin Phelps told them right then and there, if it's not a long-term agreement, then we're letting you right know right now that we're, we're going to terminate this agreement on June 30th, 2022. So the city of Glendale gave them 18 months. I just don't think the Coyotes took them seriously enough. I think they thought that they could, I don't know, negotiate, strong arm, whatever, whatever term you want to use. I really think they thought that they could still make this happen and they may still believe it hap could, could happen. I, I talked to people around there that really still think that they can go back to Glendale. Um, unless I'm reading the situation entirely <laughs> incorrectly I think they're delusional. I don't think there's a chance that they're going to rectify this, that they're going to repair this relationship at this point, especially like you said, in light of all the unpaid bills. I don't think there's any level of trust between these two sides at all. This relationship is over. So <laughs> you can't go to Glendale. What next? And, and that's why I decided I needed to lay out some of these options. So let's start with the first one then. Chase Field, this is one um, that's been brought up continuously as a suggestion from people um the tampa bay lightning have played in a baseball stadium baseball and hockey opposite season so in all of those senses it makes sense downtown phoenix craig what are the drawbacks or things that would hold this back from being a possibility well, I mean, first of all, my understanding is that Chase isn't even possible for next season because there are so many events scheduled there. Um, the Super Bowl's coming to town. And as we all know by now, a lot of those events spill over into downtown Phoenix, um, largely because Glendale can't handle them. They don't have the, <laughs> the facilities, the infrastructure. And let's be blunt, people don't want to go to Glendale. They don't want to hang out in Glendale. So a, a lot of those events go downtown. <laughs> And it's funny we're talking about that because that's that's the uh, problem with the Coyotes as well. Um, <laughs> so Chase is supposed to host a, a bunch of events. Chase also is hosting the World Baseball Classic, some of the games in it anyway. 
We'll see how that plays out with the baseball lockout, of course. I don't know how that could reshape things. There's an Elton John concert that's a multi-day thing because of the setup and breakdown. That's all those things that I've been told. Essentially, I've told it's really unlikely that Chase could could uh, host the Coyotes next season. So it, it's funny how that rumor suddenly made it out last month. Uh, I, I wrote about it back in August as a possibility. And based on my reporting, really not much has happened over the last couple of months. It's really nothing more than preliminary discussions about going to Chase. So to me, it seems like the Coyotes already know that they can't play in Chase next season. Hmm. So check Glendale off the list, cross chase off the list so where are we now we're of course <laughs> the coliseum which we toured we've been saying yes. so long is the best scenario but yeah I'll, I'll hand it back to you so we can roll through these yeah i mean the coliseum if you read craig's story last week you would know that there's a lot of effort and a lot of money and a lot of time that would need to go into it um there's no luxury suites there they need a new ice plant they need to reconstruct basically the floor. They need to reconstruct the roof. You can't hang a scoreboard. There's just, they would need to build all new locker. It's, it would be the amount of money that would need to be put into the Coliseum. You almost wonder like, why couldn't have they just over, a lot of people have been saying, why can't they just overpay Glendale at this point? Again, I think it comes back to, I think, I don't know if there's any chance at repairing that relationship. And for the sake of this conversation, we'll just, assume that Glendale is 100% off the table. Um, But if you haven't checked out that Coliseum story, um, be sure to do so at gophnx.com because Craig goes into the detail of all of the the efforts that would need to be put into making that arena a possibility. You know, the funny thing about the Coliseum versus all these other sites that we've talked about and are going to talk about they want the Coyotes. Like how, how many entities out there in the state of Arizona right now can you say that about who who wants the coyotes at this point, given all the press and all the issues that they've had over the years, the Coliseum really wants yep. to come down there and play there. Now they'd have to probably sink their own money into it. I can't imagine the state's going to want to partner with them. And I, I, I still wonder like, because it's in central Phoenix, I wonder if Robert Sarver could step into the fray and try and block that because it's competition. And I, I think there's something in his contract. I'm not sure how well it's worded, but I don't know if he could block it. And I don't even know if Robert Sarver wants to be out there in the public eye doing something like this, given yeah. all the legal troubles he has right now, um, given the investigation the NBA is conducting into his affairs. So anyway, the Coliseum, yeah, it's going to take a lot of money, Leah, and it, it it's going to take a lot of time to get it ready. And, and a lot of that depends on how extensive they want to go, and that's all discussed in the story. But again, they want the Coyotes. There's really nobody else that you can say that about. And if you take, if you take Chase off the list and you take Glendale off the list and you think it's going to take lo- too long to get the Coliseum ready, well, then <laughs> we have the crazy scenario that we are about to talk about. The very crazy scenario, which is the ones that just a few months ago were, oh, like, haha, no. And now it's, haha, maybe <laughs> question mark. And that is Tucson, Prescott Valley, and ASU. Yeah. And these are arenas that don't hold more than 7,000 people, um, some between 5,000 and 7,000 people. And that is now a possibility that the NHL is considering for the Coyotes. When I wrote the story four months ago, I put those all in the category of, <laughs> yeah, no chance, because I assumed 
that the league would say no, that the the, the NHL <laughs> would not want one of its clubs playing in a 5,000-seat arena because the optics of that are beyond absurd. How do the players feel? What, I mean, if you, you think the Coyotes are the laughing stock of the NHL right now, how does this ramp it up yet to another level? But then I talked to Bill Daly, and on the record, the deputy commissioner told me that they would not rule it out if it helps get the Coyotes to their endgame of the Tempe Arena, which, of course, is it, it's the, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. It's really what they're chasing here. And if that happens, I, I still, you know, I, I probably can get behind the idea that if they do all this insanity for, for four years, even five years, if they get into that arena, everybody will forget about it by then. If, you know, again, if that happens. <laughs> Yeah. But let's let's talk about all the logistics of this, of, of getting your team in. And listen, it, maybe they're just going to play most of their games in Tucson. I don't know. I don't even know if they're if they're really going to use Prescott Valley yet because everything's under consideration right now. They haven't announced anything. But if you're going to be shuttling your players to different cities, how does that work? Where do they live? Or are you actually commuting two hours to games and practices, which is an absurd strain to put on your players, your coaches, your equipment staff, those guys. I mean, they, they already deal with so much anyway to throw that on them is insane. What do you expect from your fan base? I don't know if they're going to spin this as, Oh, we'll grow the fan base in those other markets. Yeah. While you're completely alienating your, mm -hmm. your Valley fan base. You, I mean, how many people do you lose when you play all these games in Tucson and Prescott Valley? Now, if you look at that, the one side in this scenario that we're talking about that's in the Valley, ASU, I was told that, you know, you were talking about like 10, 12, 15 games that they could play at ASU. And there are problems there, too. The Sun Devils already have their schedule in place for next season. They don't start at home until the third week of October because they need to make sure that the arena's ready. <laughs> so when they come home... Their home series are Fridays and Saturdays. Those are the most attractive dates to the NHL. Well, those are booked when ASU's here. So maybe they'd have to alternate weekends or there, there are times when ASU's on a long homestand. So you don't get to play those weekend dates at home. Aside from that, NCAA compliance will not allow the Sun Devils to share team spaces with an NHL team. So the Coyotes would have to build out their own spaces. So we're talking about sinking money into that place sinking money into Tucson, undoubtedly sinking money into Prescott Valley as well, because I've heard that place needs a lot of work. Why don't you just take all that money and put it into the Coliseum? And then, hey, here's an idea. Bring the Roadrunners north after you're done with it. You've invested in your future and you bring the Roadrunners back where they belong, where they started, and you can sell that idea. That's a great marketing pitch. Why aren't they going down that road? I don't know. I think that's a question that we are all asking. <laughs> ourselves but I just can't even fathom that and and you mentioned you know the the team the equipment staff the, there's also all the team personnel the ticket sales reps the media like are you would you travel to Prescott in Tucson like you know I just there's just it's just absolutely insane to think about and I it's so unprecedented um and I just can't even believe that we're discussing this but also at the same time like at least the ASU arena and the TCC in Tucson are existing ice plants and are places that a hockey game could physically be played on whereas the Coliseum yeah. that doesn't exist yet um right. Prescott Valley needs some work and obviously the Tempe arena won't exist for at least three to five years so <laughs> 
there's not a lot of ice here in Arizona and there's, I, I just don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm honestly at a loss for this scenario. It's crazy to me. Here's another thing that I think about. There's so many, there's so many angles to this. First of all, I can, I can say with 100% certainty that the players and coaches and equipment staff, training staff would hate this idea of playing in different markets. They'd hate it. It would create such a bad situation for them. And then how would you attract free agents too to that situation? That's the other thing that I think about. When you look at the amount of contracts that they actually have signed right now, they're going to need to fill a lot of slots. How do you attract anyone to this situation if you tell them, yeah, you're going to play in Prescott Valley part of the time, or you're going to play in Tucson part of the time, and you're going to play in really small arenas, basically AHL size arenas your entire time here? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. And I, you know, it's already a hard market to attract free agents to because of all the existing issues, all the uncertainty. And it's just, has there ever been one season where questions of the Coyotes staying in the, staying in the Valley hasn't been questioned? Like, has that ever happened? It's been a long time. (laughs) It's been a long time. But at this point too, and for years as, as a fan, you know, I thought just, it's just noise. It's just noise. But now like the team is almost actively or is not, is not really doing anything to, to prevent those rumors from happening. Of course, people are going to talk about that. They don't have a place to play. They're short on their bills. Like everything that they're doing, it's, I, I almost think, okay, yeah, no wonder everyone's talking about this. And it's frustrating because I don't, I hate like all the replies to your story. Oh, just move them to Quebec, just move them to Houston. Like enough, 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 enough. I don't want to hear it. But also at the same time, I can't look to the Coyotes and say, well, you know, look what they're doing to combat this rumor. Like that's why the rumors are starting. That's absolutely it. It's self-inflicted. In most situations, it's self-inflicted. And there's no denying that. They've done this to themselves. They put themselves in this situation. I don't know what, again, I don't know if it was just a matter of they really thought that they could get the Glendale deal done, so they never thought it would come to this. But, I mean, part of forecasting, part of planning is having a plan B. You got to have a plan B. You got to have a fallback in case that doesn't work out. And it just doesn't look like they have. I mean, they've done some preliminary work that we know of, and, and we talked about it in the Coliseum story. There have actually, actually been multiple tours of that facility, and the NHL has been there. So there's been some work, but it just doesn't feel like they're far enough down the road. You know, maybe they'll surprise us all. Maybe Javier Gutierrez, like you said, they've, they're they uh, deep in discussions on a, a solution. Maybe they'll surprise us all and come out with an announcement, and we'll all be like, oh, okay. But yeah. I mean, I hope. <laughs> when you examine the, the possibilities right now, and, and if you, you know, and I said this in the story too, if you exclude the possibility of Footprint Center, and I have heard no indication that that's a possibility, uh, Robert Sarver has always been opposed to that. If you exclude that possibility, I, I don't know where they go from here. I, I've even heard wild rumors of like, oh, maybe the Coyotes will buy Gila River Arena. Really? Is that going <laughs> to happen? I, I don't know. Yeah, and we and we will get to. We got a lot of uh, Twitter replies to Craig's story, so at the end of this episode, um, we'll address some of those that include some of the things that you just mentioned, Craig. So we'll get to that at the end. But just the thing that I can't get past is knowing that this conversation happened at the end of 2020, and if the Coyotes had said, you know what, this isn't going to work with Glendale, and they started pursuing the Coliseum, then then this wouldn't be an issue. 
And the issue would just be, oh, we have this temporary space for the next few years while the arena in Tempe gets done. And, you know, maybe there'd be the rumors or people um, questioning whether or not the Coyotes could work here, which I will never, ever, I will always argue people like hockey is made for here. Um, so that's not the issue for me. It literally is the location. And like you said, when the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl is in Arizona, that's like the Mecca of all sports and people still don't want to be in Glendale. And that's not a knock to the people of Glendale, the, the residents of Glendale. It's a, it's a lovely place, but in terms of just it's the reality of the market, right? It's, it's just the reality. <laughs> um, well, it's funny to think about um, the Coyotes gambling on their future like this. Um, and I don't think anyone expected here's look at this, look at this segue. Um, when you think of gambling on team futures, you don't think about where the heck are they going to play, but you can think about stuff like, will they win? How many points will they have? Um, will they make the playoffs, etc. And all of that you can do on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, if you sign up using the promo code PHNX and bet a dollar on any team, any NFL team to score a single point, you'll win $100 in free bets. Super simple, safe, easy, reliable. You can do same game parlays as well. Um, the Cardinals play tonight for Monday night football. There's going to be a huge block party at Westgate. It's so funny. We're like talking about Glendale and all the issues. And I'm saying everyone come to Glendale tonight because PHNX is having a block party. It's going to be a lot of fun, but um, you can bet on that game tonight. Um, and because I'm sure points will be scored and get your hundred dollars in free bets. Use that promo code PHNX when you sign up. As a reminder, that's 21 and over Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And Craig, just before we wrap up here with questions where are we on the Tempe proposal because everyone keeps saying oh like it's fine when we have the arena in Tempe it'll be fine but that's not even a given right now so where are we with that well we don't know that's the thing and listen the, the Tempe City Council has been consistent with this message their PR department has been consistent with the message that they will not be commenting while they review the RFP uh, so they, I mean, people keep reaching out to them and they're literally getting the same statement that they've been issuing, issuing for the past few months. You're not going to hear it. And, and I haven't heard a peep. They're doing a really good job of keeping this thing under wraps because sometimes there are leaks from sources within within the city or elsewhere. But there's been nothing so far. You know, we hear the rumors that they may rule on this in January, but I don't know. And you you have to wonder how all of this stuff going on with Glendale and the Coyotes is impacting it now. There, there's the conspiracy side of this, too, that Glendale is making this very public to try and dissuade Tempe from going down this road. And listen, I don't think that's out of the, the out of question. Um, if you think about how the Tempe Arena would impact Gila River Arena, if it's built, Gila River Arena would be at best the third best show venue in the city. And if so, if you're if you're looking at going downtown to Footprint or to Tempe along, you know, the river and Mill Avenue and close to South Scottsdale, are you really going to take your show to Glendale instead? They're going to have a hard time booking events. They may have to undercut to even get anything out there and they could really struggle. So they don't want to see this arena built. It's competition for them. Could that be playing into this? I would I think you'd be naive not to think yeah. it's part of the process here. Yeah, definitely. Well, I've wondered that too because just the the press has just not looked good for the Coyotes um, this past week. So we'll keep tabs on that. And like we 
said before, all the details of everything that we just went over is in even more detail in Craig's stories at gophnx.com, the one that was published Sunday about all these options we've gone through, the one that was published last week about Veterans Memorial Coliseum and what that would take. So be sure to check those out at gophnx.com, which you can access by becoming a member um, today. And when you sign up for a year, you get a free shirt. And if you want to just try month to month, your first month is just 50 cents. So become part of our PHNX family. And uh, this is where you're going to get all this coverage. Like I, I always say, it boots on the ground. That's Craig. <laughs> well, knees on the ground. Knees on the ground in case of knee hockey. When oh we yeah. Have, <laughs> when we have reenactments of critical points in games. If you missed our uh, post game show this weekend, PD and I, you know, we can't use highlights because of rights holder issues. So we thought we have mini sticks. We have helmets. We can just recreate the the play and do our own highlights. So. Check that out as well on our PHNX Sports YouTube. I also, uh, there's a clip out on our PHNX underscore Coyotes Twitter account. So check that out too. You know, all, this is a, like an annoying topic, the arena stuff, but we do try to have fun covering the Coyotes to the best of our ability. <laughs> um, anyway, so a lot of people um, tweeted and replied to this story. So I just wanted to make sure the general questions that have been coming up a lot were addressed and we've kind of touched on some of them, but just to recap, um, Justin at Justin Robert on Twitter said, besides, besides Sarver, why not footprint? You don't really need a besides Sarver, do you? <laughs> I mean, if, if he has the power to stop it uh, and, and listen, I, my understanding too, is he does have some sort of the city of Phoenix will not help. Uh, competition within uh, uh, city of Phoenix borders. So that, that still makes me wonder about the Coliseum. Again, I, I I don't know if he would be crazy enough to step into that fray with all he's got going on. But when it comes to his own house, that has been enough to rebuff any overtures from the Coyotes in the past. And they just did all those renovations. So imagine saying, okay, now we need to redo things again <laughs> so that the Coyotes can come in here. We don't really get along with them, but Hey, we're gonna do it anyway. I, I just think that's a that's a pipe dream. Yeah. All right. Um, at Radar Blue asked, shouldn't the Coyotes start bidding as soon as possible to update Veterans Memorial to NHL standards? Yes. Um, well, yeah. But part but part two of that question is, and can they generate enough income in this temporary arena? No, they can't generate enough income in any of these temporary. Yeah, arenas. that's the thing. It's not just Veterans Memorial. It's or ASU, Tucson, Prescott, like all of those options. How? How would you possibly generate income? They're not generating enough revenue in Glendale. So yeah, how would they be able to do it in any of these other places? That's the whole point of the move. It, it doesn't work financially in Glendale. So yeah, these stop gaps, it's going to be a rough road for them. Again, the Coliseum doesn't have luxury suites. So you're losing out on that. It, it, it's, it's, I don't think the reduced capacity there matters because quite frankly, during this rebuild, <laughs> probably perfect for the amount of fans that they're going to get yeah. those facilities. I mean, you're, you're going to lose tons of money. And then, then you talk about things like uh, signage advertising, like at, at ASU, it's all ASUs. You're not getting any piece of that pie. And, yeah. and Pesca Valley, I, don't, I, I would imagine those are negotiable, but yeah, with ASU, it's not going to work. And again, you only have 5,000 people in the, in the stands, so mm -hmm. losing revenue there. Yep. Um, at Whalers44 asked, what about State Farm Stadium? Is this also run by the city of Glendale? There's no way the Cardinals would allow that to happen. <laughs> no way. No way. 
All right, moving on. Um, Todd Cassell said, is anyone even considering Coyotes playing home games in Anaheim or Vegas during this stretch, or at least some of them? Well, I mean, you heard what Gary Bettman and Javier both said. It, 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 they're not leaving the Valley. Uh, and Javier said their their interim arena solution is going to be here. Now, he didn't specify what here meant, whether it was in the state of Arizona's borders or if it was mm-hmm. within the, you know, within the metro area. But he, they both are saying that it's going to be here. So I don't think that's under consideration right now. We'll see how things play out because this is the Coyotes we're talking about. So anything's possible. Yep. And then lastly, there were a few questions about Oceanside Arena. So Chad Miller said, outside the box, since the ice needs are there at Oceanside, could they lease or buy it and put up a bigger metal warehouse structure to fit more stands and just do that in the meantime? I can't imagine that coming online in time. And I mean, the first isn't Oceanside, isn't that land for sale? The, land, the water park and the uh, arena are for sale right now. Um, my understanding is it's owned by a uh, an elderly couple that just wants to get out from it, sell the real estate. And, and I, you know, listen, I don't know when they'll sell it, um, but I've heard that they may just tear it down. It may just be gone. So we could lose a, you know, sort of a, (laughs) sort of a hockey icon of the Valley. I mean, not the greatest community rink, but it's got a lot of history, including he's practicing there when they first arrived in the Valley. And it would just be disappointing because I, you know, the, to grow the game, you need as much ice as possible. And to just that, on that point alone losing that ice would be disappointing so well that was kind of the main points that people were asking i'm sure questions will continue to come up and they will until the coyotes give all of us a firm answer um on what the heck is going on i've just never seen something this uncertain before (laughs) in all the years of all the years of uncertainty i've never seen something this uncertain uncertain so man anything we didn't get to craig Mm, I'm sure we'll have opportunities to get to it in the shows <sighs> the rest of the week and, and in the coming weeks. So we'll just address it then. Yep. Hopefully we'll get you back on the show here soon. Yeah. But that was, I just sighed in, in, in PD fashion because there we go. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> well, we'll be back uh, tomorrow with another audio episode. We'll be back Wednesday for a post game show after the Rangers coyotes game. Um, we'll have a live show thursday and then another post game friday so a packed week hopefully nothing too drastic occurs or if it does hopefully it is more positive news um you can follow along all of our coverage though on twitter at phnx underscore coyotes craig is at craig s morgan i'm at leah merrill pd is at s peters hockey please follow us on twitter like and subscribe on youtube so you don't miss a post game show and you miss you would miss our knee hockey highlights come on he has one timing skills yeah, only took two takes. I, I fanned on the first one. <laughs> um, but don't, yeah, so please subscribe to our YouTube channel. You won't miss anything. And all of the coverage of all the sports teams in Phoenix are there too. So, you know, there's a lot of drama with the Coyotes, but the Suns and the Cardinals are both having success. So head over to uh, PageNX Sports on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, etc. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, please like subscribe and leave this podcast a review we appreciate you all listening so much and i say it all the time but coyotes fans we're in this together we'll get through it maybe hopefully and until until we do we're here so we'll see everyone tomorrow and have a good